Previously on the Fable Forge. As you are getting closer, it starts to smell like mold. And Bud's like, oh, this is way worse than the last time I was here. This is clearly the way to the gross people's lair. Uh, I'm going to tell him that your people interested in joining the cult. There's two uh, people standing guard, and one of them is an elf, and one of them is a human that uh, both Torin and Coriander recognize. It is Colby. Colby is Cory's best friend. He looks fine, but he's very rigid, kind of statuesque almost, just kind of standing there and like staring straight ahead. Bud's like, hey, Tita. And she's like, it's Tina the evil. How many times do I have to tell you? On your right side against the wall are two cages. One of them is clearly Darcy and the other one is a turtle. Do I recognize? Yeah, it's your brother. Shit. We could put an end to all of it if if we can put out that flame. So we all get low and I, and I gesture to the, the broken locks and the cages. As you're doing that, Tina comes into the room. Tina, you're just in time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop there. What are you doing? Is your heart ready to be warmed by friendship? Is your mind ready to be intrigued by mystery? Is your body ready to be awed by magic? Then you're ready for The Fable Forge. My name is Gardner. My pronouns are he, him, and I play Torin, the turtle bard, who is a little concerned about all of the people that uh, are willing to join a cult. Hi, I'm Lauren. She, her, and I play Oriok Undralt, the half-orc paladin of DK, and I'm still very excited for Animal Crossing. God, who is And who the, else is? Who yeah. Who isn't? God, it looks so nice and so fun. Hi, I'm David. He, him. And I play Coriander, the 19-year-old half-human ranger from space who is currently stuck in some mud and trying to fight a flame, I think, is his <laughs> newfound enemy, is a fire. So that'll be fun. I'm Elise. My pronouns are she, her. Um, Tina Fey's name comes from her middle name which is Stamatina. And speaking of Tinas, Ooh. let's get back to fighting evil Tina. Quality. S-T-A-M-A-T-I-N-A. Do you think that's Tina the evil's name? No. I mean, <laughs> she that wishes. Would, that <laughs> would turn you evil. I think her real name is Albertina. Mm, true. <laughs> it's masculine counterpart. It's Tino. Albertina, Bettina, Christina, Christine, Christina, Martina... Valentina. That's my new character's Et name. Etc. That's the her whole name. The first in the next no. arc is going to be named Albertina, Christina, Tina, Tina, Patina, Bobina, Fafina. Great. All right. All right. That's enough. In <laughs> Finland and Estonia, the name is written with two eyes. Tina. Like a Nintendo product. <laughs> okay. Let's fight this Tina.
Bud is actually going to get to go first because he gets a surprise round because he is behind her. Mm-hmm. And right. she doesn't know that he's on your team. Mm-hmm. Okay, deal. Nine. 17. Three. Hurrying. Not my skills. So Bud gets a surprise round because he was behind her as she was running down the hall. And she has no idea that he's actually on your team. There's no time to really think about that. I think it's like a holy shit. What the fuck? Mm Because she did think you were new initiates. Not that you were a group of heroes come to foil. Mm -hmm. Evil plans. So Bud is actually in a moment of panic because he's actually not a very good magic user either his first instinct is not to use magic (laughs) his first instinct is to grab her around the waist and like hold her and try to buy you guys some time all right so i'm gonna roll grapple and i don't know how to do that can someone tell me how to do that Mm -hmm. is it strength it would be i think an athletics check a strength athletics check contested by the target's athletics or dex acrobatics check the target chooses the ability to use that's what you make in order to grapple. If you succeed, you subject the target to the grappled condition. To escape it, the grappled creature must succeed on a acrobatics or athletics check contested by your athletics. Well, uh, he fails spectacularly. Aww. All right. So does it just sort of become like an awkward prom photo? Well, here's the thing. She is actually first in the initiative. So what happens is that he wraps his arms around her and she like twists around and like pulls out of his grasp and then um, shoots him with an eldritch blast right in his face. (gasps) Yeah, that's a warlock. (laughs) (laughs) She fucking misses. She's thrown off. Oh, jeez. I know. Look, I didn't say she was a good cult leader, okay? I think she's really, like, panicked, right? So he, like, grabs her. She's like, what the? And she, you know, goes over his shoulder and hits in the dirt behind him. But he's bought you time, and she's not focused on you anymore, which is good. Um, so next up is Ori. Ooh, okay. I am going to delay until after Corey's turn. See what happens with him. It is Bud's turn, and he is going to try to firebolt her. And that's a one. (laughs) (laughs) He sets himself on fire. (laughs) So these two are thoroughly distracted by one another. Ah, yes. (laughs) A wizard's duel. Yes, and it's Corey's turn. Oh, this is painful. It's not even affecting me, and I hate it. Put out that fire, man. Well, I want to. Am I stuck in the ground, or did I just trip in the ground, um, kind of? You, like, sunk. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, like, maybe you caught yourself, like, on one hand Mm -hmm. on solid ground, and pop your foot out so okay so so i was delayed because i wasn't dexterous enough to elf my way across this weird ground um but yeah you just kind of lost your balance and now your foot's all moldy okay so then i run to the brazier and i dump the holy water on it okay it goes out tina screams it goes out it goes out tina screams the cult members all drop they drop yep Okay, just like, so all 12 of them just like slumped to the ground. Yep. Oh man, we may have done more damage than smacking them in the head with blunt objects. <laughs> Corey well. feels that like, that really like, you, okay, so you know when you're watching a horror movie and something really scary or nasty happens mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, 
but you're also like kind of smiling because it's like so wild that that could have happened. <laughs> That's yeah. what Corey's feeling right now. It's yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> what? Like looking around like, oh my God, I just did like a very scary thing. And yeah, I'm not sure yeah, what's going to happen now. Totally. <sighs> I also give a thumbs up <laughs> to Tina and I'm like, Hey bud, your cult sucks. <laughs> um, Tina, you're, you're actually out of combat now. Ooh, Tina, okay. oh. she sort of slumps where she's standing and then her head picks up and her eyes are glowing. <gasps> what? And a familiar voice says, you stopped me this time, but I'll be back. And the light goes from her eyes and she collapses to the ground. And Bud says, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dog, this is why you don't just say yes to things. <laughs> Looks at Torrin. Gestures at pile of bodies on the ground. But that's beside the point. Let's get these folks. How are you doing? Mend, Darcy, are you awake? No. No. Well, let's carry them then. Do they still have the, uh, the symbol? Yep. Mm. I'm going to cast detect magic. Is it still active? Yeah, yep, it's bad. Son of a bitch. You got any more of that holy water? I might take care of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we had the one flask. <laughs> I could take this brazier. There's there's still some like in the bottom of it, and it could sort of like like hit their faces with it. Maybe oh. if we put their faces in where this fire was, maybe there's like traces or vapors of holy water that might affect them. No, it's all gunky. Well, no. I'll try that. Here, give me their bodies. Stop. You're, no. all, you're all standing around being goofy over the bodies of these unconscious people, and um. <laughs> And Colby actually comes down the hall and into the main room. Mm. And he's like, Corey, what are you doing here? Corey drops the brazier that he's holding, <laughs> like trying to put it in the face of Darcy and Mend. <laughs> ah, my foot. What the fuck, Corey? <laughs> Clang. <laughs> Colby, what the hell are you doing here? I don't remember anything. Oh, thank God. I was very worried when I saw you up there. Okay, so... I have a lot of questions. You need to help us. You're a big, strong boy. Yeah. You know this about yourself. You need to help us carry these people to safety, please, very quickly. That's a turtle. You're right. It's a person. (laughs) Don't be racist. I'm not being racist. He's really big. (laughs) You're right. That's why we need your help, big, strong boy. Come on now. Come now. There's no time to argue with me. What happened here, though? I'm the adult here. Kobe's like looking around (laughs) while you're like giving him directions. So you got transformed into a cultist by someone. You got thralled. You done got thralled, son. (laughs) And it turns out that they were going to summon something. We put out their fire and they all died, I guess. I'm not going to check because it seems ethical to just assume they fell asleep. And we're going to get out of here. What? Why are they still unconscious? I don't know, but we got to get them out of here and we'll deal with that when the time comes. Um, before we leave, Oriak is going to go around to the other, like, people who dropped and, like, check their pulse and see if they're still alive or, like, what happened. Do I see any, like, any other magical auras? No. They don't have any spells on them? No. When you pull their hoods back, they look like they're sleeping. They're really not. There's nothing to be, like, overtly worried about. Do they have the, um, heavy metal on their neck? Nope. No heavy metal on their neck. No heavy metal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do... Divine Sense says I can sense anything affected by the Hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. That's not behind total cover. So just doing a sweep of the room to see, are there any nope. like undead still hanging out? Nope. It's pretty boring in here now. Okay, cool. 
to some shitty 70s den. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> With a moldy floor. Ugh. It's like, well, okay, it looks like there's no more undead. Were there undead? Well, I don't know. They're necromancers. Oh, Maybe just, they got some hiding oh, sure, around. Sure, sure, sure. You just said no more. And I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Have you been just keeping secrets? No, no. Just, okay, uh, good, good, good. just want to make sure, you know? You never know. It's yeah. always good to make sure. Yeah. That's my motto. And speaking of making sure, can we please make sure we don't die in this hole from something scary? Let's get out of here, please. So Oriak goes around, makes sure everyone, like no one's dead in the cave, no, no right? One's dead. Everyone's still yep. alive, just unconscious. Uh, he'll kind of take point on this and say Torin yeah you start carrying people out to the to the to the cave entrance we got to right. get everyone out of here and we everyone. should load up well yeah i mean whether they're innocent or not oh. we got to get them out of this cave right. either well, to go back to their families oh, or to you know face nomadian justice mm. uh oh so i'm going to take with uh what was your name uh Col- Colby, yeah, right? that, yeah, that's right. Nice, to, nice to meet you. He holds he, he holds out a hand. Nice to meet you too, and he shakes your hand. You got a name? Yeah, I'm Oriak. Oh yeah. All right. Nice to meet you. All right. You're gonna help me carry this uh, this turtle here. What was his mend? mend. Yeah, your yep. brother. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna help me carry mend because you're pretty strong, right? Yeah. 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 All right. I'd say that's true. Corey's right behind Colby, and he pats his bicep. He's like, oh yes, he's very strong. <laughs> And Corey, you take Darcy out, and then once we get, gotcha. Once uh, Colby and I get this big boy out, then we can all, you know, take turns taking out the other people. Uh, is there a reason that we have to take them out of the cave? I'm, I'm just very confused. Like, why do we care about these people being outside? For, to, to get justice done to them. Are we going to load them all in our car yeah. to bring them back? Are we really yeah. going to do that? <laughs> Is that the plan, Oriak? I think so. I'm skeptical of your plan, and I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to help someone move right now. Uh, you guys got a cart all the way up here? We got a cart all the way up here. Well, I mean, it's outside. We put it in the good part, not the bad part but, of town. But it's like... It's like a quarter of a mile away. Yeah, it's pretty far. Like <laughs> I said, I'm very tired. And the idea of even carrying one person all the way to a cart sounds like absolute Corey. butthole. Corey, Corey. You like, what, what, what? Oriak comes up to you. I'm grumpy. Puts his hand on your shoulder. It's like, listen, yes. I'm going to tell you something very important about oh, being no. tough right now. You ready? You got to get out your notebook. Write this down. Okay, I'm getting it out. Being tough isn't about just being tough when you want to be tough. Sometimes you got to be tough even when you don't want to be tough. And right now, (laughs) you got to be tough with me by helping carry these people out. Corey sighs and writes, sometimes being tough is something that mean older people make you do. For moral reasons. Exactly. <laughs> Colby is watching all this with amusement. And it's like, are you trying to teach Coriander how to be tough? Yeah. Well, he kind of wants me to, so. All right. I'm learning on my own. <laughs> Montessori style, Colby. All right. You can learn, too. I'll share I my think, notes. I think you got other talents and could put your efforts to better use, but I support you. Thank you. In oh, your you efforts. Mean, like, Getting on a horse and going back to Nomad without 30 people? <laughs> I mean... That's one of my talents. It's not 30. There's only 15. Oh, sure. There's only 15. How nice. I mean, we could, like, leave them some food and water and a note. That's what I'm saying. And be like, we'll come back with help. Or not. 
I think that Torin has been like just ferrying uh, <laughs> cultists in the background of this scene. Firemen carrying one at a time. Holy shit, you're the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> and he finally gets to deliver the cargo of choice. Mail. 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 <laughs> For all boys. Yeah. Dennis actually comes in and is like, you guys need help or what the fuck's going on here? So Dennis Are didn't get knocked too? out. No. Weird. Well, Colby, Dennis, Colby didn't either. Oh, you're right. But like the spells seem different on Colby than on Dennis. Dennis, you're not asleep. Nope. Doesn't seem oh. that way. Well, welcome. Do you want to help us carry these people outside? Why? We've taken over this cult and we've canceled it. <laughs> oh. It's uh, over now. Hmm. The cult of Standing Flame is now the cult of Sitting Pool of Water. <laughs> and our mission is to put everyone outside. <laughs> That's what we've decided because we're tough. Okay. Corey is saying all of this with an incredibly sarcastic look on his face. I mean, Dennis is like into it. He's <laughs> yeah, like he super like, all right. He's like, sweet. All yeah, right. Standing Pool. I love it when people tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and starts hauling people. Colby, Colby joins. Corey just realized that the way that he can help is by by managing the operation no. <laughs> and, and making sure everybody knows what they oh, need to yeah, do great. and uh, setting them up, putting them in the right piles to be carried away first, <laughs> and judging them based on their clothes and eyeshadow, which ones are the most important. <laughs> who's cool. Yeah, who's the coolest and fanciest ones? How much... Should we like all make a strength check to like see how this goes? No, it's fine. Or does it just take an amount of time and then we've gotten them all outside? Yeah, it's like okay. half, half, 20 minutes, half yeah. an hour. There's only, 20. Thir- there's only 13 of mm-hmm. them guess, and yeah. there's like... Us three, Dennis, Colby. And Bud. And Bud. That's six folks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like two trips, maybe yeah. three for the big ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess, you know, <laughs> Corey grumbles 13, a lot. 14, 14, 14 15 because of the prisoners. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. We made it. It's okay. And now they're all outside. And I guess that's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Corey looks at the back pile to of people. So, so we, we put all these people in a pile outside. <laughs> Now uh, what? Do we get XP? <laughs> uh, what do we do now? Well, now, I'm glad you asked, Corey. Now, uh, <laughs> do you have some XP? You're going to come with me, uh, what? and we're going to go uh, rustle that office. <gasps> Ooh, yes. Exciting. While you guys are doing that, Oriak will like load people into the cart to be taken back to Nomad, make sure people are like, sat it's up comfortably. It's a quarter mile away from where you are, the cart is. You left you the horses. The now. Now that we know it's yeah. not dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll go and get the cart. Colby goes and gets the cart and the other horse and brings them up the path. As he's walking up, some of them start to actually wait, like stir and kind of like wake up. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Let's rustle that office before we yeah. talk to the, to the waking up people. So we cut to downstairs where Torin and Corey have decided to steal papers from an office, <laughs> which I love. It's so good. This is, this is like... Uh, Stealing mail is actually Torin's specialty. We've come full circle. That's a yeah. good point. What do we find? Investigation check, uh, I assume, is what we want to make. Yeah. Now, remember, we're mostly going to be looking for interesting documents, arcane texts. Um, yeah, spell books. Right. Manual scrolls, that sort of thing. So be on the lookout for that. You've got keen eyes and a good mind. Thank you. Are you giving me advantage on I'm this I'm giving role? you uh, inspiration. See. You're giving me inspiration. Ooh, I will Bardic, in- Bardic inspiration. Oh, Bardic inspiration. Yes. Oh my God, you're just full of compliments today. I, I feel like today's going a lot better than yesterday did in terms of 
the sort of universal luck I'm having with tasks <laughs> um, I'm attempting to complete. Okay. Before we begin, I would like to pull from my bag, pull from my belt, a, uh, a short length of metal brass rod that I acquired, um, and I would like to activate it. What's going to happen right now? <laughs> by just holding it loosely in my hand and saying, reveal. Ooh. Oh, is this a metal detector? I activate the Wand of Secrets. Oh, what secret? <laughs> so, if a secret door or trap is within 30 feet of me, the wand pulses and points at the one nearest to you. Corey thinks that you're casting Zone of Truth and says, I stole $5 from my mom once. <laughs> <laughs> Torin just lets that sit in the space. <laughs> There's a trapdoor in the floor. You lift the trapdoor, it reveals a small compartment. There is a cloak, black cloak. It's old, boring. Is it gunky? <laughs> boring. No, it's not gunky. Well, it doesn't have, what What was it, ducks embroidered all over it or whatever oh, yeah. it was that you... Too bad. And wrapped up inside the cloak is a small vial that is labeled amaranth, which is a... Nature four. It says amaranth. <laughs> amaranth. Oh yes, that that's my aunt's name. I got a twenty-two. Okay. On my nature um, roll. What is amaranth? It's a medicinal plant. Oh yeah, Tor, um, you're gonna love this. It's rare in this part of the world. Mm. You know that it's mostly used for like upset tummies, oh, where it's yeah. used, but it also is rumored to. Um, be like an antitoxin. Okay. Oh, that's nice. An antidote. It's known ah. to be an antidote. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Hey, good. We found some Tums. Um, is this cloak anything, Torin, or is it boring? Um. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll cast... Um... Wait, don't don't cast anything yet. Hold on. God did say this cloak was boring. I don't think burning S identify on it will be a good idea. So in her room, you find some leather armor... You find a light crossbow, and if you do want to do an investigation check on her desk, I can see if you find anything fun. 20, non-natural. Everything's kind of boring. A lot of it is ledgers and stuff that you'd expect from a cult leader. Are there names associated with the uh, the accounts, or is it just like... Yeah, I mean, it's got the names of the people who are in the cult, and like, we paid so-and-so this amount. Like, it does seem like until very recently, it was probably pretty innocuous. Like, it was a group of people getting together and being like, we're a secret society, like, not really realizing yeah. what they'd fallen into. Um, but there is a... Uh, a letter with a seal on it. Um, there's a B in the wax, and when you open it up, it is written in code, oh. but it is signed Barnsey. But it's code. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Let me let me see that. I peek over your shoulder. Yeah. What? Oh, Barnsey. Remember that? That was the person that gave the elf Spain poison that will take the girl or whatever. Right. Yeah. The city. <laughs> mm -hmm. right, whatever. The handwriting wasn't good before. Are we sure this isn't just uh, it's code in take a sense that of girl. bad handwriting? <laughs> I don't know. It could know. just be bad. <laughs> it might not be code, although it looks pretty odd. Uh, yeah. We should bring this to a code master. Ooh, Where's right. Tom Hanks? I don't. <laughs> Do you know him? Who's Tom Hanks? He lives in elevators and dances with skeletons. 
Isn't I that, thought I knew who Tom Hanks was. David, no, that's David Pumpkin. <laughs> oh, right. I get him confused. He looks exactly the same as Tom Hanks, but they are separate entities in this reality. You're right. Yeah. Tom Hanks is evil in this reality. Oh, is he? He's mm-hmm. the worst one. Colby comes in and is like, are you guys about ready to go? Because we uh, got everybody loaded up. So Torin just like sweeps all of the... Uh, documents into his mailbag and like throws it over his shoulder. Yep, we're good. I'll go through these later. So we boop up to the top mm-hmm. and we're all there. And this, mm-hmm. how many of these bodies are awake now? About half of them are awake. They all, how they do it. They're all very zoned out and kind of stunned. Nice. Um, they'll answer your questions, but they're sort of yes, no. Like they're not quite back into themselves almost, but they're all docile. And pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. And we brought Tina up here too. Mm-hmm, I yeah. assume so. Uh, well, that's mm-hmm. a conversation for another time. I think that we can have with Tina. I think that as people have been waking up, Oriak has been asking them like very basic, like, "Are you okay? And do you live in Nomad, or do you have family in Nomad?" Yeah, they don't seem to know quite how to answer you. Like they're kind of like, "What?" Like they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not people yet. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> They're still sure. All right. Then, then like They're noticing like that, he'll just be very gently like taking them into to the, the car, car to be like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> you're going to, like, it's going to be okay. We're going to take you back to Nomad, get you cleaned up, make sure you're all doing okay, and get you the people who, who care about you and uh, who are missing you. It's all going to be okay. Corey looks around to see where Tina is and if Tina's awake. No, she's unconscious. No, okay. Corey goes over to Tina and ties her hands up behind her back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Because I don't care if we think Mm -hmm. Tina's a good person. I'm scared of Tina. Yeah, I think that Oriak is also in that boat. Um, Once he gets everyone into the cart and settled down, we'll come and meet you guys like as you're... Over Tina's body. Wrapping up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Like, all right, I think uh, we're ready to go. I think so, but... And Torin looks back at the cave. It's clean now, right? I mean, we didn't vacuum, but I can set it on fire if you want. That that sounds like a good idea, bud. Uh, so he casts fire firebolt a couple of them, and uh, okay. yeah, sets the inside, sets that den a burning. Oh mm-hmm. no! We should probably go because this mold's gonna get real gross real quick. Right? Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> I think uh, I think I recognized that voice back there. Really. Were you not, you weren't, you weren't down there. I wasn't, uh, what? In, in Oasis, in the caves. Uh-huh, yeah, I came down and, uh, rescued you guys. Yeah. Remember you, that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> down there, uh, Corey and I, we heard that voice before. When oh, we re- were down there. Is this true, Coriander? Yes, it's true. Yes, I, I know that voice. I'd rather not, but I do. <laughs> well, who, who was it? Do you want to do it on three, Torin? <laughs> Is that fun? Yes. Is it really necessary? Uh, I, that's what I said when you made me carry all these people upstairs. So you know what? You're going to put up with me for a all second. All right, fine. <laughs> I put up with your shit. You put up with mine. That's what marriage is all about. <laughs> We're not married. Not yet. <laughs> Definitely no. <laughs> Definitely no. Good answer. No one should get married to Corey. Are you ready, Torin? Yeah. One, two, three. Hawthorne. You know that oh. guy. Hathor. My erstwhile patron. Really? Your, uh, look at Bud, your patron. Well, shit, that's not good news. Well, he's not my patron anymore. I don't think I even have powers anymore. I guess, well, he did just set the fires. (laughs) 
I guess he does. <laughs> yes, yeah. he does. I mean, you know. <laughs> but that's not a necromantic yeah, power. Before. It doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let I mean, me see multi-class. if I can. Let me see if I can raise the dead. Yeah, real quick. I'd rather not. I'd he rather you not. Stop, bud. <laughs> yes, yes. No, real quick. <laughs> Just do no. one real fast. So, Hotho, you mean like, uh, gosh, I was never very good in school, but it sounds familiar, like that, uh, like that old legend. Uh, yeah, there's a there's some lore around Hathor, You know, a world-ending entity that was uh, contained, uh, contained, fought, defeated. It's hard to know the stories are stories after all, but it seems like two things are very, very clear right now. One, Hawthor is famous, powerful, and apparently my mother, Sheridan and Murdoch, fought against Hawthor and defeated him at one point. But the second thing, unfortunately, is that he back. It's me, David, and you made it to my insides. Hi, welcome to the middle of the Fable Forge. This is, you know, the part where we make announcements and we talk to you and we say things. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And thank you especially to our new patrons. We have three of them to thank today, Dustin, Allison, and Mike. Three human beings that decided that they were going to throw some money our way to help us continue to make this product in the best way that we know how, which is to say a really gangly, bumbly way, but it's a way and you like it because you made it all the way to the middle of this episode and nobody makes it to the middle without loving it. So thank you to Allison, to Dustin and to Mike. This is, as we announced last week, the final episode episode of season two with more on that here's a special message from your dungeon master elise hi everyone it's elise dming was stressing me out something horrible so we're gonna wrap up this season with Corey, ori and tori i mean torin and then try something new same cast different dms We'll be running what amounts to a short story anthology series the stories will still be set in the resting earth universe We hope you'll stick with us and keep enjoying our hangouts. We're committed to delivering inclusive, funny, and unstressful RP directly to your earballs. We love you. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Oh, Elise, we love you too. So the next episode should be hitting your feeds on Tuesday, March 17th. Keep your eyes peeled. That way, they're easier to boil. Get it like when you peel an apple and boil it, but it's an eye. Maybe it's a witch joke. Like like a boiling it like a potion bubble 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 baby. Okay, seriously, I need somebody in studio to cut me off. See you soon. Bye. The next evening, our heroes meet at the Drowning Dragon Tavern to discuss their futures. Corey is uh, Corey's very tired. This is a big trip. Uh, Corey doesn't usually leave for a lot longer than this. And honestly, he probably hasn't slowed down this whole time. Like his brain's been going real fast. Oh. He's trying to solve lots of mysteries. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time where he really feels like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Like this is just time to sit down in a tavern and order a bagel. 
or twelve, and, and, or twelve, whatever, <laughs> whatever. We don't know. We don't know yet. I haven't role played it yet. Right. We don't know. Yeah. And not be worried about something for just a like a split second, which is exciting. Sure. Yeah. And he's been. I mean, he's honestly been in a state of constant readiness. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. Yeah. For the past, like couple of months yeah since the since oasis was gonna fall into the ground yeah or since he found that wolf print probably right it's kind mm-hmm. of been like huh! and then it hasn't really gotten less stressful yeah <laughs> and it's not you know the world hasn't been fixed we have not fixed the world right but anyway yes Corey's trying his best to relax so he's got he's got but like Corey booped back to the bakery to grab his comfiest clothes oh, oh, yeah. which is just like a big robe and then a mm-hmm. robe as pants oh yeah <laughs> because he didn't want to just wear a robe because that would be nasty mm-hmm. so he wore a robe and then another robe as pants but isn't that like isn't just a robe what he normally wears like a robe plus belt <laughs> But like a skirt of some kind or like, or it's a long robe with, you know, maybe some undergarments a under snuggie? it. A snuggie? Yeah, but sure, this is basically right. like two robes just for extra comfort because also Corey's the sort of person that just thinks saturation means better, which it doesn't oh, yeah, always, yeah. but he's not smart. As that doesn't surprise discussed. me. No. <laughs> so you got like a backwards robe and then a yeah, frontwards robe. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 It's yeah, so yeah. snug. And, he, and so he, he walks in and he's, he sits down at the table. <laughs> That's the sound that Corey's body makes when he sits. Okay. He's a human whoopee cushion. He's half human, half whoopee cushion. Oh, and, uh, the truth revealed. Yeah. And he is with Torin, correct? Correct. Torin yeah. is also there. Okay. What is, how is Torin dressed right now? Well, uh, you know, after seeing um, Corey get all comfied up, Torin, Torin has a blanket on over his shell. Uh, he's just like, put that on. And then. He has a little like stocking cap on. Cute. So he, he sets down his drink and he says, "Corey, I I know that you said we needed to get super comfy, but yes, I'm not really uh, understanding like the need for all of this. It seems extraneous. If by extraneous you mean extra, very nice, and like I'm a bed <laughs> but with legs, you're right. I wait, and then Corey pauses and he looks off into the distance, and his head just says. But Corey, beds have legs. And then he comes back and he's like, what I mean is I want a dozen bagels. Where's that waiter? And as you're calling for the waiter, <laughs> guess who comes in? Oh. Ooh. You see, Dude, not, not the waiter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the waiter, but Oriak, who I think is, this might be the first time that you've seen him without armor oh. on. Yes, because otherwise oh it's like you've seen him yeah. either mm. in armor or mm. like in camp in the like, you know, what you wear under your arm or like right. your padded stuff. Yeah. Under um, armor. <laughs> under armor. <laughs> you know, that like latex shit or whatever it is. I don't know. It's not, no, yeah. it's not latex cheese. definitely latex. <laughs> oh, God. Or <laughs> as, as a customer who has like worked with latex at work before, that sounds like the worst. <laughs> so sweaty. No, what I mean, that? maybe oh. that's what he's into, you guys. Don't kink that's shame. Not, but that's kink not shame. what Under yeah. Armour is. Like, football players wearing latex is my favorite idea now, and it's not going to happen. They get but too maybe. overheated to get brain damage from running into each other because they'd be fainting all the time. Right. Which is also super good for you. Football players be fainting. Uh, they just, like, slide out of their padding because they're all slick. Oh, oh no. All that's, oiled oh, up. Oh, wow. That's a... Yeah. That's an intersection of kink that's very interesting to me. <laughs> Football, but also oily and slippery. Like, it's like homoerotic, yes. violent, yeah. 
and latex. <laughs> Which that's that's a place. That's a place yeah. where someone like, lives. It's true. Yep. Anyway, Ooh. so welcome latex covered. Nope. <laughs> no, he, he's wearing like um no. like the fantasy equivalent of like cargo pants, I think. And then a like a loose kind of airy linen shirt with the sleeves rolled up so you can see more of his tattoos you can oh, see yeah. like mm-hmm. some snakes going down his right arm and tattoos then or just like actual snakes okay cool 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 yeah no 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 <laughs> tattoos and then what looks like maybe like the feet of a bear on his left um oh. yeah and uh and a little bit more of like those are like the nicest looking ones and then oh, there's yeah. also a few more like Some ones that ones. was very clearly done with in like in prison mm-hmm. with like a knife and some ink. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oriok rules. Yeah. <laughs> Oriok was here on yeah. his own body. Uh-huh. And he spots you guys and walks over and is like, hey, you guys, uh, you guys order yet? Well, I'm trying to. I I can't seem to get a bunch of bagels in this town. Well, I'll, I'll go get him. He'll go up to the counter oh, and you. and uh, order from the from the barkeep. Hey, Pickles. Oh, hi, hi, Ori. Hey, uh, can we get a, a dozen bagels over here for, for Coriander? And then I'll take one and... Torrin, how many do you want? <laughs> can I get some of the, uh, like, a couple of spinach, a couple of tomato that's and then no baked bagel? into the dough? Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm trying to cut Just down. Just hold the bagel. Hold the bagel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, we can do that. <laughs> Just give me some vegetables and a fruit, please. I'm a turtle. <laughs> Uh, and I'll have a coffee too. And you know what? Make it two bagels for me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you got it. I'll be right back. We love you, bagels. I love you too. Bye. So, buddies, we did it. Oriak, Torn, and I met with Nomad. Yeah, yeah. What what happened? I mean, I had to I had to leave to go check on my mom when, yeah. when we got back. But yes. what happened with all those guys? You drop off the uh, the, uh, the ex cultists and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, we got them. Uh, they we got all- them. Either went to yes, it was kind of a uh, separating the sheep and the goats sort of situation <laughs> where some of them seemed like they were off to the, the, the equivalent of jail or at least the justice system. Uh, it mm. like they don't have jails here, and then some mm. of them was just they obviously just needed medical attention, and those ended up in the hospital, as far <laughs> as we know. Right. We, we trust the the governance of Rowan and of Nomad and to to figure out that sort of thing. See, I told you we should have brought them back. No, you're right. I, I'm not, a, again, one, uh, to, to rehash this argument that we've been having for the last day and a half, canonically, I am not opposed to bringing them back, but I was opposed to having to do the work of bringing them out of the cave. No, I know. I'm, I'm just teasing you. I'm lazy. I'm not mean. We'll, 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 we'll get you there. We'll get you beyond lazy. And uh, by the way, um, and Torrin reaches into his mailbag and... Actually, he reaches into not his mailbag, but a a different sack that he has, uh, and pulls out a large wooden chest. Huh? <laughs> or like, uh, <laughs> oh my god, this it's is maybe exciting. A, what? And he passes it to Ori uh, and says, "This is uh, this is your cut oh, of the reward. Um, it's treasure. Oh yeah, it's like money, <laughs> right? <laughs> I forgot that money is like big." <laughs> Yeah, in this world. Yeah, it's not okay. just a check. I was like, he just got you a treasure. You didn't give me anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I I opted to go for uh, this, and he pats the sack. Um, I hate the, it. The bag. The bag. We're really earning our R rating. Lewd, unnecessary, uh, <laughs> Torin. So he pats he pats the bag at his side, 
at his side. <laughs> I don't know where turtle, know turtle stuff anatomy. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dicks kind of out of every which Maybe, way. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I opted to go for a, a more magical item rather than gold, but I figured Fancy that boy. you wanted to be a little mm. bit more soluble, and then you could choose from there. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. This will uh, this will really help. Thank you. But yeah, we uh, you know it was interesting once we mentioned that uh, Hathor was um involved uh nomad got a little skittish let's say uh well yeah i would imagine so yeah it's Hathor. right yeah and he um he warned us off a little bit of uh involving ourselves further at this time oh huh, okay um, said it you know was beyond our pay grade i don't know if we need to uh no, okay, got, I'm I, back. Oh. All right. Uh so I got two coffees for Ori. Hey, did Thanks. did you two want a drink? Are you are you good? Are you everybody having a good time? Bagels are good with me. What I like to do is I like to break off a little piece of it and hold it in my mouth until it disintegrates. So it feels like drinking. Yeah, you're dating that baker, aren't you? <laughs> I'm dating that baker. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's more than I want to know. <laughs> I'm gonna... Go back to patting your sack, Tor. Uh, that's my cue. I'm going to go get some food. I'll be back. You folks have a good night. I don't have to do the pitch with you guys. You, you know, know me. Thank Bye. You. Thank you, Pickles. Yeah, Bye. You're welcome. Okay, love you. Bye. So what I was saying, and Corey, if you want to add in anything here, you can, but it does seem like we are being put off a little bit and i'm sure. not yeah. sure i'm mine you know that's sort of where i'm at with the whole sitch it's really okay like when when the administration told us yes this is time maybe you're not strong enough tough enough maybe is how i internalized it but strong is a word to use as well you're tough thank you all right and he slaps you on the back a little bit. like it's okay you're tough Aww. ow ow <laughs> Uh, ow, did you get so tough too? Is what I mean to say. Uh, yes, uh, yes, I am. I sure am. Yes, yes, yes. I am comfortable and tough. It really is comfy. It's okay that we're not being sent to deal with Hawthor again right away because I'm real scared. The more I think about the fact that, like, this was something that all of the people I've ever looked up to <clears throat> barely defeated once. We're not ready for that. Right. So it's okay that other people are probably being asked to deal with this thing that are not us. Ugh, I'll be glad to get my head out of it for a little bit, honestly. You know, just looking around every corner like, where's Hawthorne? <laughs> Is that what you've been doing? <laughs> no, but we, I mean, we go up to a mountain, fuck all outside of town, and just like, oh yeah, we're going to deal with some cultists, like gross nature, and then it's Hawthorne feel like I need to come out a problem that I know isn't a world ending uh, evil at the end sure. of it. I need to I need to have some tasks that are yeah, high pickles. What what do you need? Did you guys say Hawthor? He's way above your pay grade. Uh, here <laughs> Thank here's you for your, your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives you your food. He's like, "Is there anything else I get for you folk? I mean, ah, is there anything else I can get for you?" Pickles, no, you've done a wonderful job. Wow, thanks. And I think you're really, you're really thriving in this environment. I think, I think serving and restaurant work, the industry suits you. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm probably gonna head out tomorrow and see if I can't find Daisy. But thanks, I guess. Oh, well, <laughs> I kind of hate it here. Okay, but well, anyway, sorry. Enough about me. Uh, okay. Well, I'll check in. Hang on, though. Hang Wait. on. And Torin um, digs around. Um, in his sack. God damn it. Pulls out some gold. 
Pickle's eyes get really big and sparkly. <laughs> and passes it over to Pickles and says, like, I know that you've been saving, but Cold. for what? Oh, God, this is your bread. Isn't <laughs> oh, it? shit. Dragons. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Dragons Thank you. He runs gold. out the door. <laughs> no, no, Torin, no. Well, on the scale of mistakes I have made. Giving a red dragon some gold is a Wait, did he just run out of his job? Yes. <laughs> <Is> he, <laughs> he's just out, walk out. He's like, I got gold. I don't need this shit. I got a horn to start. Bye. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think Torrin understands how tipping works. <laughs> Okay, great. Well, goodbye, Pickles. I mean, we got our food, so, and you know, it's all it's all good on that end. I know that I'm going to, well, my, my brother and uh, Bud actually really hit it off, sort of odd. Uh, so I think that they're going to travel together. And I, I don't know. I might, I think I might follow them or maybe Lenora's been looking for a while for her family. And I, so I think I might do some asking around. I've done a little bit and found out that she's working with this. Barnsey, you know, that doesn't make me feel too good. No, that's like, uh, that's you know, whose name we keep finding on all these bad places, right? And so, I would, I would like to rather than her working with a person who is connected to this whole chain of shit, I'd rather help her, uh, myself and distance both of us from that mess. Does that make sense? Sure, no, hey, definitely. I, I feel like so I, she could probably use some steady friendship right now right especially mm-hmm. right? she's very not herself and you know winter i think i just need to have a conversation with winter and i i don't want to say that i'm breaking up with this group but i do think that i need to spend time doing other things and prioritizing other things than saving the world from hathor and hanging out going out and finding cults and it's a lot <laughs> yeah it's mm-hmm. a lot well, that sounds good, Torin. It sounds like you're ready to to tackle some some checklists that are manageable and that you're going to take care of yourself and the people around you in a warm, comfortable way. And I, as your uh, as your advisor, I tell you that that is a very good plan, and you've done a good job. I mean, you are my comfort advisor. I would not know how <laughs> to true. be comfortable. Corey gestures at his double robed body and nods. It's a good look. Good. Thank you. God, Torrin does not appreciate my innovation. But Ori, uh, how's your mom? Well, uh, and he looks like a little uncomfortable and kind of like runs his big hand through his thinning hair and says, you know, it's funny that you should, you should mention needing to take time away from the group because, uh, my, my ma, she, uh, well, I, I'm going to have to take some time away too so this actually works out pretty okay but because my my mind he like kind of starts almost tearing up a little bit but tries to like suck it up and like Torm will uh, put a hand on his shoulder Ooh. not like saying anything just support yeah and he'll like pat your hand and like thanks buddy uh, my my mom will she 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 got she got a fall while we were while we were gone she fell Oh. And I, w- and I wasn't there, and now she's in, in the hospital because she broke her fucking hip, and uh, so I'm gonna... It's real scary, and I I, I need to stay here and uh, take care of her and make sure that doesn't happen again. Absolutely. Sure, that's uh, that's admirable. 
that's the same as you as as your advisor i think that makes a lot of sense and i as a person that now has zero of the parents i th- I, i feel very strongly that you should guard the ones you've got yeah she's she's the greatest and i uh just can't let her can't let her be alone like that i feel ta- no. i feel fucking terrible that i wasn't there sure, for sure. her and yes. so i gotta make it up to her and like once again i'm not there for her when she needs me and i oh, thought no, i put no, that no, behind sh- me and, but no, that's that's silly you're you're probably more there for her than like either of us are if you, there for anyone. But, like, <laughs> let's be. You seem like you're pretty good at taking care of the people that you care about. But I don't. Who's to say? Who's to say? I not me. I eat a big bagel. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think that you're. That's a really good choice. But I, in my opinion, you don't need to beat yourself up about it. Yeah, don't you know, beat yourself up about it. You talk to her. You. You know. You went away with her support. You both mm-hmm. knew what was happening, so don't don't feel like you couldn't be there. I mean, you know, you were doing what you felt you had to do at the time, and that's that's important. No, you're you're right. You're right. I just uh, it's hard seeing a they're lying on that bed, not able to get up, and uh, absolutely. But I you're know. right. I yeah. it's not my fault, and I gotta just take what's happening now, now, and not worry about the past and uh, all that. But you know, on uh, and he like tries to like suck himself up a little bit and like not be horribly depressed and it's like you know on, on a better note though uh i think it's Eda's gonna oh yeah shit a- uh right and torin uh digs in his mailbag again <laughs> <sighs> i think he actually hands ori a dead letter at first he's <laughs> <laughs> like uh all, all right uh shit is that oh no that's it, sorry this that's isn't for a, me though. no like that's why you have that uh, <laughs> so just give it out mail the people no uh that that needs to go somewhere else i think oh that that country don't exist anymore um, oh geez. <laughs> all right uh, Corey, eats, Corey eats an even bigger bagel <laughs> don't think about it don't think about it <laughs> well um and he pulls out a piece of parchment that's stamped with nomads seal to get this it is. It's what I it's, think it is. It's his release uh, authorization, the the uh, the nomadic pardon. My God, you know, Torn, I, I appreciate the chest, but this this might be the single greatest thing anyone has fucking handed me ever. I'm this this is great. So wow. well, I am. Thank you so much. Yes, I. You know, as a last postal delivery, it seems like a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna think I'm gonna try and go get him out tomorrow morning then. Well, that's great. So it's looking up, you know. It's not all. It's not all bad. Yeah, for me. that's staying here, especially. It's like Cedar will be here, so yeah, it's all good. Well, Corey, uh, you're <laughs> how... finish you by limb finish, well, limb yeah, finish. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry, you had a question for me. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm four bagels in, and I'm feeling fine. Ooh, that's <laughs> a lot of. Well, I don't want you to feel like we're just leaving you. Oh no, I my plan is to just go fight Hawthor man to man. Well, I mean, maybe maybe now? not such an end. Um, Corey like, yeah, leans no. forward on the table and is like, Corey "Well, scoots, maybe not." Scoots out and just walks out of the restaurant. <laughs> Get right, back Hawthor, here! Give me, put them up, put up your dukes. Let's go. I mean, you know, there's tough, and then there's stupid. <laughs> and as we those recall, are, mm, those are tough is not stupid. Tough is not stupid. And that would be stupid. I know. I was just kidding. It was a fun joke. I'm oh, feeling fine. Oh, I told you that and when i feel fine i like to make a joke okay well i just I'm just worried about you okay kid no, that's totally fine i do get i throw myself off the deep end a little bit too quickly and a little bit too recklessly and i know this about myself as my own advisor <laughs> so i you know, to answer your question in a more serious way i am four bagels in and thus a little giddy i'm, I'm buzzing on these bagels <laughs> 
You remember when I told you that we saw malaria in the woods? Yeah, yeah. She said to us at the at the end of that strange <laughs> conversation that she was pretty weak, but she had some cool info about the cult or about the forest or about uh, the, the bigger sort of scene <laughs> that was bad and that she was trying to fight against. And I found that in that moment, I really trusted her. When, when she, like, touched my hand and gave me advantage on all my attack rolls <laughs> for the next 24 hours, it, <laughs> we, we connected in a way that I was like, you know what, Torin had a sort of regretful experience. Not because she was bad, but because he sort of just sold himself out to it right away. But I really, I really want to go, she said, after that, come find me, say my name, and find me once you're done here. And I feel like I must, I, I've got to do that. <laughs> I have her child. I have Stick Boy. That's true. He is literally her baby. Well, no, no, literally was the wrong word. He is (laughs) maybe even not figuratively her baby, but a servant of her. You've been connected with her from the beginning, really. Right. The woods have called to you. But you're right. The woods are are my home in a lot of (laughs) ways, and I I need to go track her down and see what she's up to, because she wanted to work with us. She she sought us out. And, uh, you know, not to get too psychoanalytical about myself, (laughs) but I have a bit of a hero complex, and I I do enjoy being told that I'm very special and that I matter and that somebody sees something in me. So that's pretty cool to me, and I think I'm going to go... uh, see what she's up to and see what she can do for us. I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I'm a bit of a spiritual guy, uh, as you know. Oh, sure, so yes, you dabble. If, if I could be your, your spiritual advisor oh, for a yes, moment, please. I think this sounds like a great step for you. Oh, thank you. You gotta go and uh, answer that calling that you're feeling right now. Ah, uh, uh, yes, vocation. Yeah. It's the idea of answering the summons of the universe, mm-hmm. or in this case, a big wolf lady. Yes, a, a demigod. So. A, de- a demigod. Mm-hmm. But it's... It, as far as I'm concerned, the biggest godlike thing I've ever attracted was certainly, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. And then Corey stuffs another bagel in his mouth. <laughs> that's great, kid. He's finished. He's like, I said it, and mm-hmm. now it's over. Well, if you, uh, I mean, I can't go with you or anything, but I do want to be here for you. I know. No, thank you. As Torin said, I I have a thing about protecting people, and uh, I want to be there for you. So if there's anything you need, please let me know. Uh, of course, I can't leave for too long with my mom, but I'm worried about you, but not in like a, not a bad way, just in a like, you know, you matter to me, kid, and I want oh. you to, want you to do all right out in the world, and you too, Torin, like, if you, I, I just, I, I want us to all stay in touch, and... <gasps> Can we sign each other's yearbooks? I, d- uh, have a great I don't summer. have one, but, uh... <laughs> have a great summer, let's hang out soon. Sure. <laughs> I have one, but I think it's someone else's. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, Oriak. I I feel the same. It, it's been very good traveling with you for this short bit. Thanks for rescuing us that one time in that in the the bad <laughs> the bad basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I'll check in on you and your mom if I if I'm around. Good, and I'll check in on you. Cool. You're at that bakery, right? Yes, with that hot guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there are there are many of them. I'm sure bakers are an attractive bunch, but you know the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with that, I think Corey is actually gonna like leave. Like, I think that's like, he's like ready to go. So he's going to stand up and be like, it's been, it's been real. I'm really bad at uh, saying things to people in genuine ways. So what I'm going to do is ask you both to write something in this toughness notebook. (laughs) And I'm going to look the other way while you do it. And then I'm just going to leave. Does that sound okay? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Right. And you open to a page to sign it, and Bud has already has stole had stolen it from your pack <laughs> and written "suck it, nerd." Oh. Bud with a heart. <laughs> Bud knows how to get me. He, that guy, always knows what to say. Yeah, so I think that Torin will write, this isn't the last bardic inspiration I'm going to give you, but remember, the spirit that led you to save our city, the feeling that you were going to do it even if no one else was going to, that's going to guide you. Don't let it overwhelm you, but it'll guide you. Remember to breathe and Try to aim for the apple instead of the stem sometimes. That's very good. Oriok takes a notebook from you, and uh, he like thinks for a minute, trying to decide what to write down, And because he feels like the uh, the arbiter of toughness. Is that the right word yeah, for it? Yeah, poster child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah master like, of ceremonies, yes. <laughs> whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. So he wants to write something good, and he writes down, You know, Corey, I haven't known you very long. And when I first met you, to be honest, I was worried that you weren't going to be tough at all. You, uh, you know, some, some soft city kid from, from the, uh, from a charge family, but you really proved me wrong. You, you've got great character and a large well of toughness within you. And you just gotta, you gotta believe in the toughness in your heart and use it for good. And I know you're going to be all right. Love, Ori. All right, Corey does not read either of them. Mm-hmm. He takes the notebook back from you, mm-hmm. and he just he just gives you both like a thumbs up. Can I get a hug, kid? Is that is that okay, <laughs> Corey? Uh, <laughs> it was a while ago that it was when Winter left, mm-hmm. and Corey was making a role to see whether it was an emotional vulnerability role, oh, and I yeah. think it's a will save. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm gonna make one of those mm-hmm. to see whether or not I want to give you a hug. Sure. Yeah. Because maybe not is the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Corey needs to draw better boundaries for himself, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's find out. Will Corey submit to the truth? He thinks about it, and he puts the notebook in his little, like, messenger bag or whatever he has, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he he nods. It's like a reluctant, like, I know this is going to be good for me, and I would like, mm-hmm. I would yes, I would like to have a hug. So he, like, waddles his two-robed body <laughs> over to you and, and gives and gives you a, a, little, a little pat-pat. Yeah, and Oriak gives you a big old bear hug. Yeah, and, of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> Corey's like, I want something gentle. <laughs> and that's not what he gets. No, uh, no way. <laughs> but he still likes it. Mm-hmm. It still feels good. We've seen you around, kid. Gives you another thumbs up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's gone into I have checked out mode and now yeah. I'm nonverbal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not gonna say anything else. What's he, that like? Uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> but he's really just like I've I've had a long day, a long like week, and he looks at Torin, and he gives him a thumbs up, and Torin gives him a thumbs up, and then Corey walks a little bit towards Torin, and he touches his thumb oh, to Torin's no. thumb, <laughs> and does a little and does like a a wink. And a Vulcan in the background faints from how lewd you're being. <laughs> <laughs> and then Corey walks out. And he briskly walks out. Almost trips. Wait, does he? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Corey makes a dex save and does not trip on his robe pants and walks out very gracefully. And everybody's like, wow, what a comfortable bagel-filled boy. So why, why don't you all give me kind of a little summary of what your character 
Give us a scene of the last thing we see your character doing before we fade to black. Torin. So the last thing we see from Torin, he has finished up with Ori, and we see him with Felix, kind of in his arm, resting on his hip, and he is at a cottage, a small cottage outside of the city. He knocks on the door, the door opens, and it's Lenora, and he looks at her, and he, he says... Let's find your family. Oriak spends the rest of his evening by his mom's side in the hospital. It's a comfortable, if sparse, room, but we do see a single potted plant, some pink mums with a big bow on them, that Ori bought on his way back from the tavern to brighten the place up a bit. Once she's fallen asleep, Ori kisses her forehead and smooths down her hair before leaving for the night. When he gets home, he sets Cedar's pardon note and a dozen red roses he's bought him down on the kitchen table and settles in to start polishing his armor up. He's got a big day ahead of him tomorrow and wants to look his absolute best to be the first person to greet the love of his life as a free man. Coriander goes back to his makeshift child-filled home and says hello to his huge chaotic family, makes sure everything is... Everyone's still alive. No one's been, a, you know, run off or been abducted or turned into bread. And then he, he goes up to his chamber and says, All right, stick boy, come on, little buddy. We're going to go find your mom. And under the peaceful cover of night, Coriander walks out Nomad's south gate to the edge of the forest. The stick boy on his back and at least a little bit of toughness in his heart. He takes a deep breath and utters the name Malaria. Later that evening, in the cool, quiet of Nomad's chambers, the moon cuts through the darkness. As the city's ruler sleeps in peace, a shadow steps into the moonlight and is revealed as Devani, standing menacingly over Nomad's bed. <laughs> 